0: The Six Pointer Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Immediate post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's 4-1 victory over Leeds United. I am joined by two gentlemen this evening... Uh, As always, my brother, Luke. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. Very, very good. Thank you. And the man who has single-handedly quadrupled our female listenership, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys, I tell you what, there's only one gentleman
2: on this call. Two gentlemen. There's only one gentleman on this call. And that's you, Matt. (laughs) What are you wearing? Thank Thank you. Mate! You, I tell you what, I'm calling the fashion place before we go any further because that is ridiculous what you're wearing.
1: But this will benefit me and Luke. are both wearing uh, the Pod standard dressing gown. <laughs> Kevin is letting the side down by not doing so. See, see, but, see the
0: differences, differences, right? Kev Kev puts the heating on, so that's the difference between me. I, I, I might try. We <laughs> just get on, bro. I'm
1: in the spare room. I don't heat this. What do I heat this room for? I'm in my spare room too. So there you go. There you go. Kevin's in one of his many uh, houses in his mansion. He's in the West Wing, I think.
2: I'm in the West Wing today. West, West Wing. We've gone West Wing tonight. Yeah. The East Wing don't open till the summer. So uh, apologies. So I'm only in the West Wing.
1: <laughs> so let's talk about the 4-1 victory then. Uh, it's, it's amazing to be to say that, isn't it? 4-1 at home. Um, we, we, we we deserved it, didn't we, today, Luke? Oh, mate, to start off with, what a game. I mean, what a game of
0: football, mate. It really was entertaining. I mean, say what you want about... The way uh, Bielsa sets up Leeds, which, by the way, BT Sky, everyone talks about, it's become a bit, a bit of a, a Leeds-loving, um, which I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm not really enjoying too much. But it was entertaining, the way he sets, sets his team up to do the high press and um, put a lot of pressure on the ball all the time, makes for uh, entertaining games of football, but not that I think you can survive if you're shipping sort of four goals week in, week out, as I said. Luke Palace but... one four, wow, what are we talking about Leeds United for? <laughs> <laughs> I, was try, I, was, I was trying to caught up with the Sky narrative there, wasn't I? <laughs> it was brilliant, though, wasn't it? I mean, it was a great, great, great performance by Palace, but yeah, enjoyable game of football and all.
1: It was. And Kevin, you 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 masterminded both uh, both of Palace's first two goals, didn't you? By calling them just before they happened.
2: Yeah, and in case you wonder, I weren't on a delay, or I weren't watching it a minute before you guys, or I, I called both of them. I called the Dan header actually about oh, ten minutes before kick off. And I called the Eze free kick before he even got the ball in his hand. So I tell you what, I was quite impressed. But yeah, let's focus on the football, as you quite rightly said. I mean, Palace to a man today played incredibly well. Yes, it was an open game. It was a fantastic game of football to watch. It went really quickly, um, as I'm sure it normally does when you win a game. Um, Can't remember last time we scored four. Played great. I, you know, everyone played very, very well. Some of the quality of the football, some of the touches, some of Wilf's touches today and his link-up play with Eze was frightening. Um, and it was just a just a very, very enjoyable game of football to watch. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if Luke, what's wrong with Luke saying, you know, about Leeds. Leeds, mate, were fantastic. I thought they were brilliant. And actually, I don't care. I want them to keep bigging them up. Because I think they deserve it. And I, I think they take a lot of credit for what, the way they're playing. But I can't, I couldn't agree more with you. I think that's the third time now they've shipped four goals. And uh, I, I just think you might just need to look at that slightly. But, um, but the way they play football is refreshing. And, um, and they're going to they're gonna do really well this season, I think, because everyone wants to watch them. They're becoming everyone's second favourite team, as far as yeah. I'm concerned, because they're, they're playing some great stuff. Great
1: stuff. Yeah, as, as as Luke alluded to the start, and I and I jumped in in jest because uh, it's not often we get to talk about a four-one victory, but they they are Leeds are doing well, aren't they? Um, needs to be said. <laughs> I think I think the, um, Kev's lost by that quote. <laughs> well, that a quote from the office, Kev. Don't worry about it. So the first goal, first goal, lovely lovely ball in from a corner. Did Scott Dan get the header, Kev? No. Was
2: it Scott Dan's header? No, it doesn't matter, though, because he jumped with a guy. And as uh, as uh, Peter Crouch said, and fair play to Crouchy on the uh, BT commentary, it's going to be hard to take that away from him. I think if they had the dubious goals committed, they mostly would. But do you know what? He deserves it. Because if he don't jump like he does yeah. with the defender, it doesn't go in the net. So, um, yeah. you know, um, fantastic. Absolutely pleased for him. played, you know, deserved it. But we looked, you know, we just looked as though we're going to score every time. I mean, the third goal, which we'll come on to, it's just comical, really. Uh, And if, you know, if you're, if you lead, you mostly look at it when that goes in and think, blimey, it's not going to be our day. But, but do you know what, even at 4-1, there's still that little bit of me thinking if they score with five minutes to go and, you know, I know we'll come on to it later. The Bamford thing, I thought it was a penalty. I know it, Possibly wasn't, or you could argue, it was on the edge, but I think he's very unlucky with that. And uh, and w- don't even get me started on his offside goal, which is an absolute disgrace. We'll come, an we'll absolute disgrace.
1: Well, come to that in a second, Kev. Just just on the Scott Down one. I mean, they 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 said on the telly that he hadn't scored for three years, which you know is quite surprising, really. Bit like me, really. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, it's interesting because Luke, me, and you were for a stage at Palace where we we'd go and for a laugh, we'd put a little bet on Scott Day pretty much most games because he yeah. was going for a phase and he got, this shows how long we've been in the Premier League now, right? He was going yeah. for a phase whereby he was, you know, quickly regularly getting a score sheet, normally from corners or free kicks. You know, he's got a really good leap on him. And, and yeah, Kev, like you said, it doesn't matter, right? He jumped with a bloke. I think he got the head onto the ball and then it went onto the defender's head, I think is the way I saw it. But look, who cares, you know? Bullet, bullet header whether it's good noises or, or not in back of the net we'll take that it's, it's, it, it seems
0: on. to me it seems to me boys you're both forgetting that Scott Dan is a goal machine and he's like a you said Matthew <laughs> we used to love singing out because I've always liked Scott Dan he's, he's a he's a solid defender you know he wins everything in the air he's got such aerial presence which he showed with his goal but even, like you said Matthew even leading up to that goal I think there was a bit where uh, Zahar had Aileen the right back on toast, sort of turned him inside out and put it in. So, a, you should have shot very early on, but then sort of went to Townsend and fizzled, fizzled out. And then there was a nice bit of sort of Eze PVA uh, link up down the outside, which was nice, obviously, because then you saw Eze then link up with, with Wilf, which is what um, Kev said earlier. But, yeah, it's got And you always love to see him coming up. And he's, he's, a, he's a presence in the opposition box always. And Kev, you touched on it already. We then had another bit of VAR madness, didn't we? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's, it,
2: I, I think I texted you boys and said it's the worst one I've ever seen. I mean, how that goal gets disallowed is just it's just wrong. Greatest respect. You know, I mean, as soon as I saw it, I thought, well, that's there's nothing wrong with that goal. He's, and he's finished it brilliantly, Bamforth. Let's be honest. He's on fire at the moment. Do you know what I want to talk about, though? What I thought was really nice when Bamford did get his goal, which was a fantastic goal as well. I love the fact that he looked over to the linesman and gave him a little smile as if to say, is that onside? And, you know, not in a nasty way. And he, and obviously the linesman said, yeah, that's fine. And you see him give him a good smile back. And I thought, you know what? Fair play Bamforth, you know, because you're well within your rights to moan because there's nothing wrong with that goal. And if you're, as I said, if you're getting goals disallowed for pointing for where the ball's got to go, that's just ridiculous because if you're a Leeds fan, quite rightly, You're looking at that, thinking, "What's the point?" We've been on the end of a few of them, and I know most teams have, but it's just—it's ruining football. And I think—I think Bamford said it on the commentary just before we started this. No, players don't understand it. How can Patrick Bamford not point to where he wants the ball from his player, score a brilliant goal, and it not count? That's wrong. That is not what it's about.
1: Kev, is that? I'll ask you a question: Is it far? Or is it the rule? Because the rule the rule states that any part of the body that could score a goal... So, like, legally, the the, the shirt, the, the the T-shirt bit, they were saying, know, I'll tell you, weren't they? But basically, in the bits between the elbow and the shoulder, right? Oh, bro. Could yeah. score... Off, yeah, no, no. I understand. I understand
0: what you're saying. I understand it's the rule. But come on, we, we need to... When, when you're playing football it's a nonsense. We all know that the law is a nonsense. And if you're going to follow it to yeah. a, a line, yeah. or, which is, which is being written in a book because it has to be written that way. Carey, um, I need to hear you on this. Now
2: you remember Matt, when in 2010, when Lukey scored up that end, do you remember? Right. He was <laughs> definitely, it was not his arm that was offside. It wasn't even his cock that was offside. I don't know what was offside of Lukey. But if VAR had been around then Lukey, your goal would have stood. And my goal where well, I did score up the other
0: end, yeah, that wouldn't have stood. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for it tonight, Kev. I appreciate. I always appreciate hearing that I have scored at Sellers, and it wasn't legitimate. And uh it's the
1: like <laughs> yeah, But no, yeah,
0: it, 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 it's a joke. I mean, Matt. On a on a
2: very serious note, going back to it, as I understand it, you're right. It, it's the shoulder blade. I think is what they've called him offside for. It, it's a it's a nonsense. Come on, uh, yeah. It, it needs to be his feet. I mean, Patrick. <laughs> If you can't point to where you want the ball played as a forward it's just i think well i think what well, i'm talking
1: it though is all the focus on, is on the var side of it but actually it's the rule the var yeah. is, is enforcing the rule so actually the rule is duff not the yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but, the but Matthew, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter
0: does it it doesn't matter if it's the VAR or the all the fact is, it affects the, the, the game um,
1: and it needs but to it be does. changed because otherwise players are going to be worried about pointing. And also- what is interesting, though, I think, is the fact that all the focus is on the VAR side of it and not yeah. maybe the um, yeah. rule. And that, that is what does need attention because that's effectively what is, is messing things up. And I think you're saying. bang on. You're bang on, Matt. You're absolutely, absolutely right
2: on that call because you're right. I've focused on the VAR bit, but it is actually the rule and, and, you're, and you're right. But let's be honest, there's, they're going to be up in, whether it be a match of the day later, they're all going to be yeah. all over it again. And quite rightly so, because let's be honest, Leeds, well, as far as I'm concerned, it's easy to say when you've won the game, Leeds were cheated out of a perfectly legitimate goal as far as I'm yeah. concerned. I, I can't deny, obviously, without wishing to upset Leeds fans either. Though I'm obviously pleased it's been ruled out for Palace because I think if Leeds had got a quick goal back, you know they were they would have been back in. But I think what we then did, you know, the third goal which we we'll come on to, but I think we managed the second half better than they did, and we were exceptional second half. And and in fairness, uh, and I'm not being disrespectful, Palace could have had four or five second half. And if we would got if if it had ended up six one. With the way the game was, I don't think there would be many genuine Leeds fans who wouldn't have said, actually, that could have been. Uh, it could have been that big because we were creating chances for fun. And I can't remember the last time I've seen us create that many chances in a game.
1: Well, we had a chance and the free kick for the second goal and it was a lovely taken free kick, wasn't it? It kind of a couple of steps was all he took up to it. And it was the perfect sort of just shading off under the bar and bouncing in and I, I mean, when I when I shouted I said oh and I said sexy I don't know what made me shout but it was just a sexy goal Luke I had the, uh, exactly the same reaction as you Matthew
0: um, I went you effing beauty as soon as that went in it was because I think there's something always special isn't there about a goal that hits the underside of the bar and bounces back down it's that it's got that Yaboa factor. And you just think, oh, even more, I think.
1: And
2: it was a, it was a great free kick, wasn't it, Kevin? Very, very sexy it, free kick. It, it, it was an amazing free kick. And, and I think no keeper in the land stops that. And, and I think Martin Keogh made two comments. One of them was, if you'd had almost two defenders, or a defender on the line, you still wouldn't have stopped that. It was that good. But then afterwards, it wasn't quite a Glenn Hoddle moment from last week's podcast, but he did say, maybe goalkeepers should never walk.
0: Jesus which was Christ.
2: which which was a little bit funny because I, I thought Martin Keown was very very good value today, but when he did say maybe <laughs> they should not have a wall, I did think
0: mm, Martin, okay. I think I think
2: you might yeah, regret that. The best
0: that bit one. after that was the best bit after that was it's because he said because the wall means that the goalkeeper can't see.
1: <laughs> yes, <they are. laughs> it's a good point. He did say that actually. Uh, you must yeah. have had an uh, Arthur White hot chocolate I think in him to uh, to give him that. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 we so so two 2-0 sitting pretty at that point and then Kevin, your mate Banford, who yeah. on loan at Palace was absolute tosh. <laughs> he was absolutely useless with him. JC alone. loves him, doesn't he? John Hollison absolutely loves Banford I don't know what Leeds have, have done to on. him, but he's actually a formidable striker for them, isn't he? He, lo- he looks
2: amazing. And actually, just before we talk about Patrick, we've John's, um, Luke's just given a, a shout out there to one of the biggest Palace Anoraks in the world, John Collison. And can I just confirm, John, if you are listening, and I hope you are, yes, Scott Dan might be a goal machine, but John Collison, you, my friend, are an eating machine and we love you. John
1: Collison, who I must say, a Palace Anorak, but I did beat at the Palace Quiz. Oh, you did, oh, you actually, did, you did. You true.
2: did! Great piece of football. Um, and the way he brought it down on his chest and then literally almost caressed it onto his, I think it was his left foot actually, right into the corner. Great goal uh, and took it really well, really, really well. So playing some yeah. good stuff, Bamforth. He really is on fire. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Matt. He didn't do brilliant at the six weeks he was at Palace. I think we were there one game where he took a lot of stick. I think he was going through quite a tough time without going into too much detail, but um I'm really pleased to see him doing well because I think he's a good footballer. He's a very clever man. I didn't realize he had the chance to go to Harvard um but um decided you know do the football so uh, I'm really pleased and I think he'll get he'll get 20 plus goals this season. He'll be he won't be too far away from the golden boot. There you go. Come back and see oh, yeah. me in May if,
0: if I'm not too far away. Well, I think it was de- it was definitely six months rather than six weeks. BT must have got that wrong because I remember it obviously he played in a League Cup game, which would have been late August, early September. And I'm pretty sure he played up until January. Like, there was, like, it was bit parts. Did he really go back after six weeks? He, that's, um, that's what they cut cut said
1: on the Sky thing. He cut it short. There's a of controversy around it. it. wasn't there. Yeah, he asked, I think he asked for it to be cut short, or the agent did, because he just wasn't playing. And I think when he did play, he was rubbish. And I think the crowd would put him on his back a bit. And he kind of said, well, I'm not going to get a go here, then I'm off. And I think I'm pretty sure we have to look it up and do a bit of research, but I'm pretty sure he he sort of cut it short in agreement with Palace because it wasn't working. So
0: I think, um, yeah, yeah, if that was the case, then then fair enough. I mean, I I don't think he moved anywhere until January anyway, did he? Um, Maybe that's why I thought that, but yeah, I think to be fair, Leeds have played to his and coached him to his his assets, which is he's now a, he's he's a physical um, specimen, isn't he? You know, he's a, he's a he's a big lad. Um, he went sort of shoulder to shoulder with Scott down a couple of times. And whilst we're on strength, I want to give a shout out to Jordan Ayu, who I thought was was brilliant to hold up the ball when he came back into the, the squad today. And there were a few moments where but like, players absolutely bounced off him. And he's he's brilliant at also winning those fouls further up the pitch to, to to buy you some time, but he's also very good at holding the play up and able to sort of bring you further up the pitch that way in the sense that you, you allow it to gain some possession and get yeah. further up the pitch that way. But um Ayo I, I thought he did very well.
2: Well, to be honest with you, Luke, I mean I would say if I'm honest, I, as I said earlier, I think every player today was exceptional, really. I mean, Nathaniel Klein I thought was looked really good coming back to his dress. You know, I have to say, Coyote in the middle, I thought was very composed. He seems to, you know, growing into that role. I think I know he plays there for his national side, but growing into that role. And I I think at one point on the commentary, they said um, it's the first time, I think it was last week that um, it might have been just before the Wolves game, that it was the first time that uh, Roy's had um, the biggest squad he's had to choose from in three years or so since he's been there. And do you know what? That's going to be a very difficult team to get back in because, yes, I know he picked a team to play against Leeds and I think bringing Eze in was a masterstroke with the Flair players because Eze and Wilf looked brilliant, but as you say, linked that in with the hard work of um the other some, you know, the other players and, and in fairness, what was going on in the midfield. I mean, Riederville, I thought was exceptional again today. His class is really starting to show through, but every, every, again, everyone to a man. And, um, it, it's, you know, we know this is always going to be our way that we're going to be buzzing some weeks and some weeks it's a bit flat. You know, we all felt a little bit hard done by it wolves last week, but we got what ultimately what we deserved. Um, but there again, I think, you know, we've done really well today. And, uh, you know, I know we played a game more than most of them, but we're three points off top after eight games.
1: Sixth in the league, Kev. And, and you know, we have to remember that, that you know, this is in a the context of Roy not having, uh, you know, the full-strength squad to pick from. And it's a very good point that you raise, because if you look at it, look at the bench. I mean, that is the first time Palace of had. You know okay, last few games we've had it, you could argue, but this season is the first time we've had any sort of bench of any sort of depth and quality. You know, it's normally been a few youngsters on there or, yeah. you know, a bit part of people or players, but you know, this, this, this is really a, a, a great time for Palace in terms of squad depth and, and quality within that. I think if we also look at the performances, last couple of games, you know, we, we, we touched on Brighton. On this part, we tried to focus on the positives, but you know, still recognizing it, it wasn't a very good performance, and it wasn't a result we wanted. Um, since then, you know, it has turned around. You know, the performance been consistently Absolutely. strong. You know, you know, we've we played, we played very good teams. Wolves are a very good team. Leeds, a very good team. It'll be interesting how they do second half of the season. Enough. But but you know, so far, so good with them. Banford's got goals in him. Uh, they got they got some really good play. They look a good team, don't they? As well. But Palace, Palace bossed that game today. They, they yeah. really did. And, and, and they deserved to win by a good margin. And it is nice for us to come out, because we don't often win by a couple of goals. No,
2: no,
1: no. I think no.
0: especially the second half, Matthew, we, we bossed it. Like, like I, I think I text you boys saying that I thought that around the 60-minute mark, 55, 60-minute mark, Palace, the, the sort of the second half has sort of settled in a bit. Palace were just strangling Leeds. Leeds just couldn't yeah. break Palace down. Now, I thought we frustrated them But I mean, we haven't even talked about Palace's third goal, which was the Wilf and PVA link up down the left side, which sort of um, was ricocheted in off, off off the defender. But I mean, it may be harsh. I think I said to you boys about the keeper. It may be harsh for me to to, to criticize the keeper there because it is such a freak goal. But for me, uh, you'd always expect the keeper needs to be when the ball's out that wide, covering your near post because that's the that's that's the bit that's nearest the. The, the play. So um, I don't know. What do you think about that, Kev?
2: Yeah. Do you know what, Look, I think you make a good call because actually when it happened, I mean, we'll come on to it. The pass from Wilf. I know uh, mm. people like Gary Neville have started to use the word delicious this season, but it was delicious. The ball that went inside, PVA whips in the cross, which is amazing. When it went in, at, <clears throat> excuse me, at real speed time, I thought, oh, blimey, that is just such bad luck. But when they slowed it down and showed it from about four angles I've got to be honest with you, and uh, I, I don't like to criticise goalkeepers, but I actually thought the keeper was quite slow um, to react once it because it's still once it's hit. Um, I think it's Costa Coffee. Once it's hit him, but as it's ricocheted off him, it's still gone. Quote me if I'm a well. Tell me if I'm wrong. It's still gone about twelve to fifteen yards yeah. before that's gone in the near post. And I still think um, yes, it's happened quickly, and I, I appreciate I'm seeing it at slowed down speed. But I would have liked to think, yeah, Luke, you're right. Cover your near post. I think Crouchy and a few uh, and the guy had said that yeah, he's gambled. But I just think it could have reacted if he'd reacted slightly quicker. Could he have done anything? He might not have stopped it. But he might have got more of a hand to it than he did. Yeah. But uh, but let's be honest, I, I, I'm i not going to lie, chaps, when that went in, I was quite relieved because uh, I thought a two goal cushion is going to be hard. But again, testament to Leeds, even with a two goal cushion, I'm thinking this could still be 4-3 because uh, the way they play. And that, again, I think is um, personally, if I was a Leeds fan, I would love that. You know, I would love watching that week in, week out. You don't want to concede as many. But and I think I can't remember which one of you boys text, but one of them, one of you said they're a little bit naive. <clears throat> Excuse me, if they don't change their style. Um, but let's
1: see what happens. I think that was you, Luke, actually, in fairness. It, we haven't yet touched on the fact that was that was half time. <laughs> it was probably winning three, one half time, didn't they? Um, yeah. Luke, you've mentioned the second half, sort of we bossed it, we controlled things. There was another goal in it, wasn't there? Jordan you Yeah, and even before then we had a couple of chances, I think. Um yeah, there was an SA
0: chance of AU had one blocked and then Zahar sort of went through but sliced at the ball instead of making any real sort of connection. But yeah, Ayu's goal. First in 14 games, who would have thought that given, you know, I mean, to be fair for me, it doesn't feel really real because my memories are, are at Palace. Seen him score uh, against Watford. That's the last time, 27th of March, or was it something like that? Six, six, maybe 17th of March? I can't remember. But yeah, that was the last you, time. You remember sorry, he but...
2: scored the week before at Brighton, though, do you? You remember of course, the Brighton right. goal away. Yeah, Brighton away. Remember, remember, remember that, that one? We very won well, at Brighton then. away. I wasn't they, there. How many, how many have they won this season? Oh, no, they haven't yet, have they? Oh, no, one, one, one game. Sorry. sorry.
0: How many Enjoy points they one, got? Yeah. Th- five, five. That's a, good, that's a good point, Kev. But I, I think, to be fair, it was poor defending from Leeds. I mean, obviously, they commit so many men forward that when it came to sort of coming back, they, they just didn't have enough men back. And now you had so much space.
1: He was almost standing still saying, play the ball to me. And then just finished really well. There were, there were a few moments, actually, in the second half when despite us controlling it, we we kind of lost the ball in in their in and around their area. I think there's a couple of chances we had where well, there's one I remember he came from the left hand side. And he had it for about ten minutes. They just they couldn't get the ball off. It was ridiculous. But he lost he lost it in the box, and and then they broke. And I thought ah, oh. and there was James McArthur. You know he was chasing them back, and I don't think he won the ball, but he disrupted it. He slowed it down. I think in the end Gyro did. But it's that. That, for me, shows it, it, that – that is Roy's Palace team. The work ethic was still there yeah. at 3-1 up. It might have been 4-1 at that point. I can't remember. But, mm-hmm. you know, still goal, goals to the good, pretty comfortable, but still the work ethic, the drive, the the the, the, the backbone of, of the way we play is still there. And, and that, mm-hmm. that's that's what you want to see, right? You don't want to see the game plan go because we've got a few goals to the good.
2: Yeah, I agree, Matt. I mean, I, I text you guys, I think – uh, I can't remember if it was early second half or end of first half. I've never seen a game where there was so much space in the middle of a park. I think at one point, I think it might have been Riedervald in the first half. He ran and there was mostly a couple of seconds before there was even a Leeds player in view. And he, 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 he kicked himself at one point. He tried to play a ball in the second half. He picked it up just in front of our box tried to play it through it, got intercepted. But there was such, there was sometimes there was 20, 30 yards of just clear space. And I think that's really what happens with that fourth goal. You know, Wolf cuts in and just picks a beautiful pass, great first touch. You know, let's not do, let's not forget the first touch from Jordan Ayu was brilliant because it takes it away, gives him that second as a center forward, I appreciate that. You can appreciate the quality of that first touch out okay where he's put it he's put it uh and he's then put it past the keeper and, and let's be honest keepers made a good go at it but um quality strike from
1: uh from iu so uh
2: yeah
1: well, we'll take a 4-1 at home to leeds Any point just a shame we weren't there to see it but it was nice we got to watch it yeah, the TV, right? yeah. And, and hopefully and worth I'll the 14.95 go. matt well, I, was if, if, on to that, I was gonna come on to that kevin because hopefully next time at, at a lesser price but do you know what? If they win 4-1 every week, I'll pay 40 I'll pay 40
0: pounds yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, Matthew, it, this will look like the last weekend that people are being charged that amount of money for, for it. And after the international break, uh, a little bit more common sense is going to prevail. And I, I mean, I, obviously they haven't decided what's going to happen, but it certainly won't be £14.95 because yeah. we don't want really to open up that, t- that, that that can of worms again, but it's not. it wasn't the right thing to do. Luke, can I ask, mate, after the international break, who's our first couple of games, mate? So we've got Burnley away on Saturday 21st, 3 o'clock. Burnley-Newcastle at home, West Brom away.
2: Burnley-Newcastle at home, West Brom away. My goodness, there's potentially... There's potentially... I'm I'm not getting carried away. You know, you would look at every one of those games and say there's nine points realistically on the table there, wouldn't you? We never really seem well. to beat
0: Newcastle, though, do we? We never really seem to get a result up against them. So I say at least six points. Um, yeah, I think Palace should be going into those games yeah. looking to to get maximum out of that. Yeah. Um, especially away at Burnley, you know, a team that's going to sit in and bed in. Um, you're going to look to sort of catch them on the break, just like Palace do. That that mm. could be one one to win yeah. target.
1: We have some good battles with Burnley, though. Know. You know, we've had mm. some good games where you know, there's been quite a few goals in it, a few ding dongs, as they say. So I think that'll be an interesting one, actually. Uh, mm. And look, I, do, do you know, I'm going to be frank: the international break for me is come kind of at the wrong time for Palace. We're yeah. just finding our feet, we're just finding form, and this is what you don't want when you're on a, on a on a flow on a run like us. So disappointing um, for me. But who was the man of the match, for you chaps, today? Kevin, I'll start with you. I'll give it to Kyote. Eze for me. You go Kirito. Uh, yeah, no,
2: Eze would have been up there as well because of his class. But I think just how calm Kyoto was and how, you know, we we never really looked threatened in the second half. And I, what I'm liking about him now, he seems to... I, I text you at one point, chaps, just quickly. I thought the quality of some of the touches, you know, we it's easy to pick out the, the flair touches, but the speed with which we moved the ball at some points was was really refreshing. And, you know, I can't remember watching a Palace game and enjoying it as much as that for a long time because of the quality of which we played. So, sorry, I have not really answered your question, but I'll go Coyote today.
0: As A for me, Matthew. I'm, I'm with you. I think he um, really brought the game to life. I mean, it run run a, set, a close second by Scott Down, I thought, obviously, because he got his goal, but he, he didn't set a foot wrong either. I always mm. enjoy Seeing Scott Dam sort of uh, dominate, and I think he did today, especially against Bamford, um, who, who, who to be fair, went up against him a few times. But um, yeah, Eze, Eze made the difference, and certainly staked his claim, didn't he, to be starting against Burnley?
2: It's going to be hard to drop him, isn't he, after that performance, or oh, hard to not give him his opportunity? Yeah, I agree.
1: Really The, good. the interesting and, now with Eze is 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 has it been because people have been calling printer in the start, right? Has it been a case of you know, clever management from Roy in terms of right time? Or has it just been a case of, um, you know, he just hasn't been performing as he should have been in, in training? And is it just that? You know, what, you know, part of me thinks is the likely answer to that question is, is the, is the sort of the Roy and Ray, you know, young player coming in Premier League for the, for the first time. But what's your chat's views on that?
0: I think it's a bit, a bit, a bit of both Buggs for an interview. I think you're right in the terms they've managed him well. Um, in a sense, they've not just chucked him into the first 11 week in, week out, you know, his first couple of games were, um, you know, Man United was the second game, was the first away game of the season, you know, things like that, I think would have been a, a bit much in, in gradually giving him 20 minutes, half an hour, uh, and then obviously starting him here and there. It seems to acclimatise him better to Premier League football because we need to remember he was a, he was a Championship footballer last year. He was a very good Championship footballer, but it, 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 it's a different beast. So you need to adapt to the game. We've been saying this on the podcast all seasons. I mean, even since he signed, I think, bruv, you and I did the, the chart and pod and we were talking that you need to give this lad time to adapt. And this, is, we're not saying he is the finished product now and he will only hopefully continue to get better. But mm. yeah, I... The, the, I mean, it's enjoy the fact that he's he's uh, got his goal today, a fantastic goal that it was and played very well, brought a bit of spark and a bit of light and a bit of something to get you off your seat, which is what fans need, especially especially Palace fans, I think. Yeah,
2: I, I agree, Luke. I think it's a bit of both, Matt. I think he's been clever. Uh, and as you say, it's the Roy and Ray show. It's not just the Roy show. I think the work Lewington does and I think Dean Kiley as well and the whole team, you know, that are behind it, I think have done a fantastic job at managing him. Um He's gonna be as hungry as anything to get out there. And you know, he's gonna he's gonna be on he's gonna be on cloud nine after that goal. And you're just gonna to wanna to get out there and get at people because, you know, when you look at how he linked up with Wilf a few times, I mean it was frightening. It was it was beautiful to watch. And I think, you know, he'll he'll hopefully I don't mean bring out the best in Wilf because Wilf but you know, Wilf can mostly almost See himself. I, I think Wilf can be a little bit of a role model to him, and they can just work off each other a bit like Wilf used to have with um, with obviously his old mate um who went to Everton uh Balassi. Yeah, you know I think it, it, they can get really good there. And 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 I just want to quick a quick shout out if I may. What was really nice, Jordan Ayew went off with five minutes to go. All right, the game's won. Ben Teke came on. They both Jordan Ayew very doesn't really smile, but he smiled as he went off. Benteke smiled as he came on. And in fairness, Benteke's only contribution to the game was to win a header, which was a really good header. And then the header to play it back in for uh, PVA to nearly score was fantastic. I mean, what a quality cushioned header that was. And if that had gone in, it would have wrapped off a fantastic performance. Because I thought our two backs, I thought Nathaniel and PVA were fantastic. They tracked him, Andros tracked him, everyone of our guys and you know you you look at that and as you say we've had some full storms and we're not going to get carried away but that was really quite exciting to look at that today and think look at the people who aren't getting in the team at the moment and look at what we've got so that's really really exciting you know whichever way you look at this 13 points already in the bag chaps let's not lose sight of that Southampton are top. And I think we should give a quick shout out for the Southampton boys. I know we we always pride ourselves on being pragmatic here. What a great thing to see that Southampton are top as well. Whichever way you look at it, it's great to see what I would call good clubs, well-run clubs, but not necessarily. And it's only just over, what, 54 weeks ago that Southampton lost 9-0 home to Leicester. Yeah. And yeah. there they are, top of the league. And do you know what? Fair play to any... Um, to any Southampton fans who might pick up our pod, which is very unlikely, congratulations to you for leading the leading the pack tonight, and uh, for you know for I feel as though some of the smaller teams are
1: taking it to them this year at the moment. I think the the point about Eze, he does give that uh, alternative attention on on the Palace team, the, to, to Will. So you know, like you heard about Balassi, Balassi and, and Zahar, together were kind of chaos because you didn't know what they were going to do. Don't know if they knew what they were going to do half the time. But the opposition were like, which one do we go for? Which one do we mark? And We haven't had that since Blassie did did leave us. You know, Townsend is a different type of, of wing, a different type of position. Uh, you know, still fantastic, but, but very different. And I think Eze brings that in inverted commas chaos factor back so it might be a fantastic thing for will to have that release of, of pressure and also for the fans respect you know, someone else to bring the creativity you know the the what's he going to do next the will get off your seat sort of thing when we get back to stadium so i think there is definitely something in that to look forward to yeah. as well cool. um, so we've talked about the last we'll talk about man of the match uh, so kev you landed on quote
2: I've landed on Quixote, but again, yeah. I'm not trying to change my view. I don't disagree with the fact that you boys have come through with Eze. I don't disagree with that at all. So me and Luke
1: going to Eze. The tier of bombs are getting Eze. What about last month? So, Palace, I think Palace gave Gyro Reader World the player of the month. Right. So, we can even do this two ways. We can look at October purely and say two wins, a draw under the feet. Or we can take today into account and do it by calendar month, can we? <laughs> so I think that means he miss out the defeat <laughs> let's do October no. basically let's, do, let's do October forget, forget today who's your player yeah. in October Luke I'll go to you first this time because I, I got Kev first last time
0: I, 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 I agree with the, the, the official result which is driver really I thought he was brilliant you know the Fulham game in particular obviously he got his goal where he, where he bossed the game the Brighton game You think he did really well as well I think he sort of he's grown into that midfield role. Yeah. Um, he yeah. looks very comfortable on the ball. He, he almost creates time and space in the way that he positions his body, that he, that he shields the ball. He's very strong, very broad shoulders, very strong. He's a real presence in midfield, and it's it, it, it's actually quite nice, isn't it, now, to say that what, what you, three years on from his his, his signing that Jairo Riederveld is the, almost the first name in our midfield team sheet, and and we're deciding whichever positions we need to fill apart from his.
2: Yeah, I I can't disagree with a word Luke said there. Uh, I I think I've been quite a big I I as I said to you on previous pods, you know I thought he was outstanding in the Brighton game. I think I've just seen him grow and grow and grow and and you know for all that you know with respect I Frank De got seventy seven days, but one of the first signings I think he brought in was Gyro, and you don't bring someone from Ajax unless you know what they're about and what they can do. And as Luke, Luke you just called it brilliantly, he seemed to just shape his body in such a way that he doesn't look flustered. And that is that is really quite exciting. And, it, it, you know, it's taking his time. It's, it's taken a time for him to get to where he's at. But actually, I can just see him going from strength and strength. And don't again—I made a silly prediction earlier. You're going to say because of what I said about Bamford being up there for pretty much one of the golden boots at the end of the season. Because I can see him scoring a lot of goals because of what he does. I can see Gyro going on and winning our Player of the Season. It's a big call, Kev. That's a big. It's call. a huge call, mate. It's a huge call. But but his form at the moment is doing it, and he's the type of player I think if he if he gets that decent run in the side. You know, he, he, he. I think he, as you say, he'll cement that place for himself.
0: I, th- I think also we need to remember though he's only because we bought him so young and he was such a young player going through Ajax who played in I think Euro- Europa League final against Man United, didn't he? Um, I think he's only 24, so his form will fluctuate as he reaches his peak because you know if his peak is probably going to be what, late late 20s,
1: early 30s, so he's still mm. got a lot a lot of time to go and. So I, I'm really torn between him and your man of the match today, Kev, Cech I just think that the, the bloke has is, is, is not played uh, center in the Premier League. He's always played centre-mid as far as I'm concerned, as far as I understand, even at West Ham. Sorry for Palace, he has. Uh, and if you look at the centre-back partnership today, Scott, Dan and Cech would will probably be in about your 10th eleventh choice if you looked at it, with the first strength, you know, Gary Cahill and, and everyone concerned. So I, I, do, I think... He's a massive part of Palace's, you know, really well, very successful last month. So I'm kind of torn between the two of them. Uh, I think Jara for getting his goal, he, he kind of pips it for me, I guess. Um, but it's a very tight, very tight race. Um, and, and, and a really, a really, a really good one to be discussing because normally it's the strikers you get the attention, yeah. right?
2: Matt, can I just take us off at a tangent just for 30 seconds while we're talking at centre backs? Um, I don't know if everyone saw in the week, but obviously, um our, 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 our Mamadou Saku who we got from Liverpool, fair play to him. Um, you may be aware that he's won substantial damages this week as a result of something that had happened when he was, he lost the opportunity to play in a final years ago for Liverpool because of uh, what's now been proved to be a wrong decision. Uh, and I just think it's important, obviously he's not in the starting lineup at the moment. We all know when he came to Palace uh, at the end of this Allardyce reign, oh, sorry, at the Allardyce reign to keep us up that, few, that season, he was outstanding for us in those last few games. Palace fans loved him. Yeah, he's had a bit of a, I'm not going to say a chequered time, but a tough time. But I just think it's really important that we acknowledge that it's quite important that he, well, it's not quite important. It's more than important that he was cleared of that. And I think we should uh, big up the Mamadou tonight because uh, I think that's, uh, that's good as well, because actually, do you know what? That's justice being done the right way. Cause he was accused of in essence cheating and the man didn't, and he lost an opportunity of playing a final, which let's be honest, we all play football for. So sorry to go off at a tangent and bore the fans, but I think it's really important that we acknowledge that in these times when life's tough you know, fairness is what we want to see. So um I'm really, really proud and pleased that the club stuck by him and he came through it, which is what it's about.
0: I think what's also interesting, Kev, is that I think there was part of the story there that perhaps Jurgen Klopp's trust in him might have been affected somewhat by this situation. So had he not, had that not happened, you know, maybe he, his career might have taken a different path. But as it was, yeah. he came unknown to Crystal Palace, and whilst he's been injury prone whilst he's been here you know he's, he's certainly been uh, a player it's always certainly could be something to talk about after the game that's for sure um, whether it be your fantastic defensive de- displays or uh, uh, U-turns on, on, on your 18-yard line uh, it, it, it's yeah obviously like you say nice to see justice being done and it's hope that he can regain some fitness can be consistently fit and be a very good defender for Crystal Palace
1: which, which he has shown he can and be another selection re- uh, headache for Roy because he's certainly got a few to go chaps I'm going to wrap it up there Uh, lovely pod, thank you for taking the time to talk to me this evening, thank you to all the listeners, don't forget the Six Pointer podcast, or sorry, at Six Pointer podcast uh, on Twitter and Instagram you can follow us there and please do let us know if any questions, comments reflections you have, uh, we'd love to hear from you, Um, we have some guests joining us in the next few weeks uh, from opposition teams, so um, as always Kev, Luke uh, thanks very much and up the palace up the Up the palace with you, up the palace
0: The Six Pointer Podcast.